0: everyone just a quick note before we get started this episode and the next episode were actually recorded uh, in 2022 and never got edited or published so we wanted to make sure that we still got them out to you but if if you hear anything that doesn't make sense timeline wise uh, that's why just wanted to give you a a quick forewarning hope you enjoy
1: The table from Nick Marcinkowski, head coach of the uh, Muskegon Community College track and track and field or cross country or both? Both. 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 Okay. Head of both. That's amazing, man. Yeah. You, I, I knew you were a runner when we, because you ran track at Grand Valley. Yep. Yep. And uh, I've known you for about six, seven years ish, yep. I want to say. Yeah. Um, we were co workers at Huntington. A long time. Ago. Which is funny because a good chunk of people from Huntington have been on this show.
2: Yeah. That's like, funny.
1: Chris Remersma's been on, Rob Banizak's yeah. been on, Tyler. Well, Tyler's the co-host of my NFL yeah. show. Yeah. So it just hilarious. Like I haven't made like friends like that at any other job in my life. No. But shout
0: out to Huntington. If you want to sponsor us, uh, we're available. <laughs> there we go. No, that's
1: a conflict of interest, bro. <laughs> yeah,
0: you can't do that anymore. Huntington yeah. can suck it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> I don't have a conflict of interest. Yeah.
1: I know you don't, <laughs> yeah, you, so, don't. So, you don't, I know you don't. So um So how, uh, how did you get, well, I guess, let me ask you this. What made you decide to want to get involved in coaching?
2: Um, so long story short, before I ran a grand Valley, I restarted the cross country program at MCC. The one year I went there, um, they went back to back 63, 64, 65, 66 national championships for cross country. And then they just dissolved the program. Like you win four national championships in a row and then you just X the whole thing out
0: like the year after. Yeah. Like they're just like, no, wow. we're not bringing
2: it back. Like change in athletic change in president on campus. And they just evaporate the entire program. And these guys, there's only one left that's still alive right now. And he still floats around Muskegon and comes to all of our events and, um, he's pretty old now. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, Like, so I ran, I restarted the program there. And then I went to GV and like stepped away for a long time. Just kind of watched like the multiple different changes in coaches. It was always like one or two would come back for cross country and like back and forth. And then they went through five years in a row of five track coaches. Yeah. And like just burned me. And I'm like, what's going on here? And so like last year, I reached out to the new head coach who I knew through Grand Valley. She was a all-American mid-distance runner on the DMR national championship team. They're at GV. And I was like, hey, do you want help? Mm-hmm. Like, I know sometimes the guys can be sticklers and whatnot. And they don't listen to the ladies yeah, that much. Sure. They don't listen to female coaches that much. And it's a pride thing. She's like, yeah, that'd be great. So I stepped in just to help. Like, mm-hmm. just volunteer my time. And, you know, I got more and more into it. You know, the guys started to respect me. The girls started to respect me. And then um, assistant track position opened up there. And I talked to Laura, my wife, um, about it. And I was like, hey, you know, I think I could do some good. Like, she goes, yeah, go for it. And I mean, you know, they throw you a little bone. Mm -hmm. They give you a little something, something, but it's nothing crazy. Yeah, and that's it. And so I took over, and I mean, I think it's pretty public knowledge now, but the coach at the time, I wouldn't name names, but um, had some issues with the bottle. Okay. Um, And, you know, he got vacated from this campus, and so I took over as interim head coach for track and field, and we had 12 kids. Oh, wow. That was it. That's not much. No. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, the start up the 16, season was 16 or 18, and then it's like just one thing after another, interactions, mm-hmm. bad interactions. And I was like... Bad leadership. Yeah, and I was like, this just burns me. So we have 42 this year.
1: That's really good. Wow. That's really cool.
2: Yeah. And right now I have 19 verbals for next year, and I met with three more tonight. So um, it just started steamrolling, and I've known the athletic director since my time there. And he just was like, it's your ship running. it. Gave That's me the awesome. budget, gave me the scholarship money. I mean, and I just started going to town, going to work, you know, tapping on high school coaches that I knew from back in the day that are still in the program. Then I'm like, okay, who's who? Yeah, I don't, I'm mm-hmm. out of the scene now. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. I, I've started coming to some meets. I'm like, okay. Da-da-da. I mean, right now, um, touching on one point, I have the, my, I have a freshman because it's either freshman or sophomore. It's mm-hmm. juco. Do two, two, two years. Um, was well, a very fast kid in high school. He is now second in the country for you mm-hmm. Duke cross country. Wow, he is—he's broke school record at MCC by a minute and a half. Yep, that's a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. so he—he he is tripping right along. Um, he's got a great shot. At we go to nationals here in November 10th cool. 11th 12th 13th. Where is that? Uh Tallahassee, Florida. Okay. So it's not destroyed. We okay. we've checked. We've seen the live. <laughs> we've seen the live feeds. Thanks, that's Ian. That's good. Thanks, Ian. Um but I mean that's just kind of program that I want to instill. like hey I mean for 8k he's running 2456.
1: Yeah, that's better than my 5k. So Yeah, that's and, and that's <laughs> fine and that's
2: 4.97 miles. So he is just he has turned out to be a stud, and I think that's kind of the trigger point is people are realizing, okay. Mm-hmm. And I gave the kid a four ride, like I paid for his. He's from Vicksburg, not from this area.
1: Mm-hmm. From that's South. a country town, right? Yeah, that's yeah. by
2: yeah. Uh, Kalamazoo, Portage, yeah, that yeah, area. yeah, yeah, Gave him a four ride, and people are like, "How could you afford to do that?" I'm like, "Because nobody comes here." Mm-hmm. Like people think this MCC, they think Juco is like, oh, whatever every week we go against michigan state athletes we go against michigan kids grand valley kids i mean we go against the same athletes you go against when you go to msu michigan mm-hmm. that's the biggest difference in the sport compared to like yeah baseball. because
1: it's not it's not class segregated because no, not. you can i mean because it's all time based and you're not like it's not a sport where you're competing like physically against other people. It's you versus yourself. Yeah. And you know, you can, you know, that's one thing I I like about track because my little sister ran at spring arbor. So all of the, I mean, you have your conference meets, right. For like NAIA and stuff like that. Um, but so when, do you have like a conference then that you compete against? Yeah. So we're the MCCAA
2: Michigan community college athletic association. Okay. 18 teams within the conference. And then it's also combined with a region 12 championship. So they do them both at the same time. just makes it easier. And then they split it up. Um, so a grand total of 23 teams. We pull some from Ohio and Indiana. Okay. Just the northern portions through there. But yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So, and we added more. adding more next year. We added some teams from the UP. Over by Iron Mountain, way up there. They got to come oh, all yeah. the way down here. They're better here. off
1: in Wisconsin and Minnesota than coming <laughs> down <laughs> what, what here. they for used stuff. to And then
2: they did the, like, As you know, closer. everybody always has realignments of everything, conferences, yeah. same like Big Ten, and they all move around for and people sure. jump all over the place. Same thing. Like they just realign. People get added in.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's been interesting to watch too, because I don't follow um, high school sports around here too much, yeah. but I, I keep tabs on my old alma mater up north, up in Gaylord, and yep. uh, they have. So when I was there 10 years ago, there was a, a, we had a conference of eight teams, all eight playing 11 man football. Now there's one team left playing 11 man. Everybody else is down to eight man. Yeah. And then there's two divisions in eight man football and St. Mary's is in the, I think they're in the higher class of eight man. Okay. Yeah. And then, um, and that, and there's like, they're playing a team twice in the same season because they're having. There's got nobody there. Exactly. Yeah. They're, they're playing a team from Minnesota on a neutral fight or a neutral site yeah. up in the UP next week. So it's, it's just kind of weird to see how all that progresses. COVID killed everything.
2: Yeah. I hate to say that, but like it really did. There's so many, like so many schools that just got destroyed financially and mm. just took sports away from all these kids. Interesting. And it kills me to see that. Like so many, like, Macomb community college used to be a powerhouse in cross country and track and field for JUCO. Mm-hmm. They just restarted their program this year. Oh wow. They haven't had a program since 19 because it just got decimated mm-hmm. like financially, they just did not have the ability to rebuild. Like even if you look at a powerhouse like grand valley that year during COVID, they lost over like $13 million.
1: That doesn't surprise me one bit.
2: Yeah. Cause they couldn't host indoor anything indoor softball camps baseball camps couldn't
1: have football couldn't have soccer football is the big revenue driver for a lot of those programs
2: yeah
0: that's where the scholarship money i mean i was i was going to school at the time like i I just graduated uh, a year ago now from grand valley yeah and so like i know people that legitimately COVID hit and they said i can't do this online crap i'm gonna hold off and wait like i'm just not going to uh not gonna go to school for a semester or two until this clears out oh no i'm just talking like athletics wise athletics department lost yeah. over 13 million dollars but i'm saying like yeah even i mean that's just all regular students are always doing that so i can't yeah. imagine what that means for athletics
2: oh it did decimated teams and it's like media everything covers it up really really well yeah they butter it you know but inside
3: mm-hmm.
2: athletic departments are hurting
1: man i feel like now that the writing is on the wall the 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 COVID bros should be eating a lot more crow than they are and that yeah. frustrates me. Yeah. Because ugh, I don't want this to be a fun, no another COVID tangent on the pod. No, we're not <laughs> doing nope, it. We're nope, not going it, there. No. Nope. No, nope, no. Nope. It just, Let's it stops. Yeah. Stop it.
2: It's the same thing as like a flu happened, like flu would kill campus. Like, it just does. Yeah. It just does. You, you get something that goes crazy public. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just, yeah. Yeah.
1: So, um, so it's fun. It's funny because I, I got offered to be the assistant baseball coach at Grand Rapids Catholic Central. Yeah. And I'm very excited about it. I think if I do it this spring, it's probably going to have to be in a very part-time basis because Chloe's going to nursing school right now. And that's, that's tough schedule wise. Oh yeah. I can make it work with my job. Like that's not the problem because I'm pretty flexible, but the, you know, the, the schedule is the crazy part. Yeah. But oh yeah. Is, is Laura stay at home mom or is she working
2: So Laura Laura's work for Trinity for I think years coming up on year six. And I mean once something hit in twenty twenty mm-hmm. um they basically said you guys can just be at home. Okay. So she's at home. But I mean the kids, Eloise is in full kindergarten, mm-hmm. uh, Greta's in preschool. So they both go five days a week. That's awesome. I always rides the bus. I take Greta in in the morning. That is what it is. Pretty good gig. I got a full time job too on top of this. So yeah. I, 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 I balance both. So I just got a new job actually. Okay. Um, my other job got moved to Mexico. Oh, lovely. Yay, 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 yeah. Yeah. You were probably
1: pretty busy during COVID, though, because you were your company was making a lot of like UV light filters or something like that. Oh, you're talking like three jobs ago, bro.
2: (laughs) You're talking. I I forgot. You're a hopper hopper too. Just like me, dude. No, no, it's it's, it's (laughs) like the whole thing of like, oh, hey, we spend too much money. We're severing this entire department. Oh, hey, somebody with ten years coming up from a different division because we closed this office. They're taking your job. Mm -hmm. And oh, hey, we're moving to Mexico. Yeah, Yeah. lovely. Okay, well, that's. Three in a row. All right. I am done. Mm-hmm. Uh no, fleet engineering in Muskegon. Um, be planning engineer there. So nice. analytical, um, planning inventory revenue across the board. So goes well with my mind, but it works well with my schedule too. Um early bird, actually up like four thirty, five o'clock. Oh, nice. Like just I like,
0: did that on accident once. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just you set your alarm or you just wake up. Just woke up. Yeah. <laughs> like my body, like I'll
2: set an alarm. Like, oh, I'm gonna get up at six thirty today. And I'll be like, 4.30, I'd be like...
1: Hello. Writing on the walls. <laughs>
2: All right, get up. Uh, but no, my job would be like six 6.30 to like 2.
1: Okay. Every day. That's pretty cool.
2: Yeah. So it's like, you know, I schedule, I have open office hours uh, for my kids to come in if they got any issues or anything. And then, you know, practices 3.30 to 6.30, mm-hmm. give or take, whatever. And then
1: head home and do the home lingo a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's cool, man. Um. So when you're... Talk to me about recruiting and what that process looks like. So this is probably relatively new to you. Something you kind of had to learn on the fly. Yeah. What's it, what's it like going, and this is a question I've wanted to ask like football coaches and stuff, but yeah. I'll ask you, what's it like going, do you do like the whole home visit thing where you go sit down with the kid and their parents and all no. that stuff? No. no, 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 not, not that official. Uh, no, no. It's
2: like, so in 2019, end of 2018, 2019, um, the college built a big indoor facility. Okay. Um, FSCC. And a lot of people don't know that or, I mean, like GRC, nobody, they don't have that. We have access to it. It's a beautiful facility. So I try and bring kids on campus as much as possible. Okay. So they can see it. So they can see it. So it's like one of those catch like, Oh wow. Like, I mean, $14.6 million. Mm-hmm. That's pretty big for, you know, the JUCO facility, oh, for sure. something mm-hmm. like, you know, and a big indoor facility like Saginaw or Grand Valley has or anything like that. But, like for Juco, like it's pretty big. So I try and bring them on there all the time. And the first few, it was like awkward turtle, like, hey, yeah, like, hey, run, run for us. And they're like, oh, yeah, okay, this so is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then it's like, I've got points that I go after. Like, I show, like, I give the background on like school, how the program started, where it's evolved from, um, who our staff is, what our goal is. Um, I mean, Myself, uh, my, my volunteer assistant, Katie Alfredson, uh, my full, my paid assistant, Jen Goings, they're all former all Americans. Mm. And then we just brought on a new one, Grace Sweet. She was a former, um, academic all American at, at, um, MCC and then Aquinas as well too. Mm. And so I just like, that is like, those are selling points for students to hear like, Oh, this isn't just Joe Schmo dad coming off the street and like oh i'll coach you guys yeah like, I hate to say it but some high school coaches you get that way like mm-hmm. i'll do it i'll step in i'll take the role yeah for sure and, and you know what sometimes they sometimes it knocks out of the park yeah and then they get 10 year of doing it and it's like oh he's the most proficient coach in west michigan holy yeah. shit um but in the and then i just drill home the fact that we the previous years it has been like oh this is a juco like this is This is junior college. We'll go compete. You'll have fun. Mm -hmm. No, we're gonna go first meet in outdoor season. We're gonna go to Michigan State. We're gonna compete against the best in the state. Forty teams in, you know, whatever thirty five to forty degree weather for twelve hours. Mm -hmm. You guys are gonna do great. Yeah, like that. That that's the point. Is we're not we're not little. Mm -hmm. We're big. We can handle whatever else throws at us. There's kids that walk on. You can walk on anywhere you want, pretty Mm. much. Like, there's standards. But I always tell my kids, I'm like, you come here, you're going to go smother the crap out of those kids. Nice. Like, you're going to show them, like, hey, my buddy went to Michigan State. You went to MCC. You're trash. And then you go spank his ass (laughs) on the track in a 400 or 200 or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, crap. Yeah. Not a joke.
1: It's that. such a, it's such a level playing field too. Cause you have like, oh, yeah. n- you know, Mus- Muskegon that they- you guys have a baseball team too, right? Yeah. Baseball, softball, men's and women's soccer. I mean the full running. Everything except football pretty much. Yeah. We
2: got rid of tennis a couple of years ago, but, um, that what we added in place. Badman ping pong. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, we title nine. Sure. Got to keep it level, yeah. which is fine, which is great. It actually helps out a ton with scholarship dollars. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. The women's side is just, pfft. give me
1: all the money, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, when you yeah. so when you're going up against, uh, when you're going to those big, you know, tournaments or what, Invitational. Invitational. Yeah. What, uh, how do you guys, like, as a team, how do you stack up against some of the bigger schools? Because you've got your studs, but, like, as yeah. a team, how, do, how does that look typically? <sighs> We have, we do have a gap.
2: I will say there is like, we've got this plethora of kids that we have here. And then we have a gap in the middle and then we have the trailers at the end. But yeah. my thing is like, you know, you've got division one, NCAA two, three, NAIA and national Christian college, Athletics NCCAA. You have all those. And it's, so it's like, you know, most, a lot of these kids are like, well, I don't know what I'm going to do after two years. And it's like, okay, well, we can help fill in. You can go to D3, you can go to NAIA, you can go to NCCAA and compete there mm-hmm. after you're done two years. So you can go compete there for four years. Yeah, You can go and you'll be at that level. You may not be level when you come in in that back group, but we're going to get you up to that mid-level. Mm-hmm. We'll fill that gap. It's just like the two years, it's very hard to fill that gap in. Um, I do say like against other JUCO schools, we'll crush our region in track and field. Like, we'll (laughs) obliterate. Sorry, Dan at Cuyahoga, we're going to obliterate you. (laughs) It's just not even, so Cuyahoga, Dan, they have a really, really good women's team like track and field. They, they shut down the last two years, but the years before that, they were dominant in the national scene for track and field. Like, their women won a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, But this year, we have such a strong women's sprinting core and midi and distance core that I just don't see And in the men's side, there's no big touch us in our region in the north, northwest or north, mid, mid, northwest is what we are. Um, yeah. I mean,
1: once we get to national sheen, your studs will compete and the rest of the pack will probably, yeah, it'll be tough. Yeah. And so, like, this
2: team's from the south. (laughs) Can't can't touch (laughs) them. No, sorry. It's just one of those things, like, you know, they pull, they got, on-campus housing. They got meal plans. I'm like, they're basically running as like a Davenport type school. Yeah. Like they're running, they're, a JUCO. they're running like a D3 as a JUCO. And they're bringing in like Brazilians. They're bringing in Mexican elites. <laughs> like people who want to come compete and they're tying them in and they're coming up here. And I'm like, it's not even fair. <laughs> like we, it, it's so unfair that, that we have all America and all Americans.
1: Oh, okay. So like Central America, South America. Yeah. So okay. it's like if you come in and you're an
2: so Central America is anybody who's non-born in the United States, that's they get that title and then they do all Americans. Mm-hmm. Like that's how thick it is compared to like your NCAAs. Like we just, we have to split it. Because mm-hmm. it's just so packed on that lower level. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So when you're a, a running, like a runner coach, like that's, that seems a, like a weird thing. Cause I know you've got like, as a head coach, you've got all like the admin and stuff yeah, yeah, and bringing yeah. guys in and yeah. scheduling Like you're, you're involved in a lot of that yeah. stuff, but how much coaching do like for running out, like on mechanics, like what is, what does that look like? Or is it just like, you're putting plans in place to build endurance and speed. What, yeah. what does that look like on a, like if you were to take me an 18 year old kid coming into your program, what are you working on, with them on? Um,
2: so I start, you have pretty much a blank slate. Like, yeah, like, oh yeah, he ran 16 flat in high school. Awesome. But the, the hard part is like high school coaches coach on what they know. they don't really have the opportunity to be favoritism towards a lot of different kids. Mm-hmm. I think that's the hard part is like, okay. You know, you look at a Fremont love, love Fremont, like love the coaches up there, They're high mileage school. They always have been all their kids crank out high mileage. A lot of them burn out in college, okay, like that's just what it is, so it's like um with our stud kid Kyler, I backed him way off from his mileage from high school and then slowly built him back up, but I just take my analytical numbers like my my number traits that I'm really really good at, and I just start breaking down his workouts mm-hmm. okay, what was his hundred what was his two hundred three hundred 300? all the way up to eight thousand meters mm-hmm. and I see, okay, we got weaknesses here here and here and here okay, let's Alter a plan, develop threshold training for 5,485 meters. Okay. And it's like, I nerd out. Like, okay. I literally nerd that out. That makes sense. Like, sometimes I will be up in the living room on the computer or tablet and, or on my phone, and Laura will come out and just see the glow of the screen. She'll be like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm oh, sorry, I'm breaking this run down. <laughs> I just And it's just like, I get into the same way, you know, guys do with football statistics. Mm-hmm. It's the same way. I view everything as a number. I mean, you're still... Like, the numbers may work on paper, but it may not work biomechanically for you. So, we got to see, okay, what's holding you back? Yeah. Because, like, I've got a handful of kids that are like, I can't do that. And I'm like, two weeks later, they're like, they don't realize that they've done it. Mm -hmm. Like, they've hit those threshold points and they're beyond that. They're running faster than what they thought they could. And it's like, then they find the reason they go, oh, shit. (laughs) Crap, man. This is working. But they never acknowledge it. That's the thing, though. Mm -hmm. That's, That's the biggest thing. If you, as a coach especially in running and the athletics period, if you have buy-in mm-hmm. golden solid,
1: well, that's a good lead into my next question. So, um, being a head coach and leading young men and women, there's an element of leadership that needs to take place. Yeah. Where, where does that come from? Like, did you, did you have access to like really good coaches growing up that you kind of gleaned some of that from, have you read any good books? Like what, where does that, that come from?
2: Yeah. So, like, I, had, I, I came from the coaching days of where coaches were your teachers and they yelled at you in class and on the field. <laughs> Love it. A lot of they don't do that anymore. That's kind of sad. It's super sad. But I mean, the Hector family, Scott and Kathy, they were hard on us. Like, I remember getting yelled at. Is this high school? This is high school. Okay. I remember getting ripped on and I hated it. Hated every minute of it. But I look back and I'm like, oh, that helped. And my dad was. He was the dad coach at mm-hmm. home. Like, oh, you could have done this better. You could have done this better. And yeah. I was like, oh, shut up. Mm-hmm. I want to hear it. <laughs> yeah. uh, and But then like the biggest turn for me was um, Coach Baltus at GVSU laid it on me. And he was like, um, he goes, hey, Ski, you know, you're coming in here. Everybody knows you on campus because my dad being there for 16 years. And he goes, I expect you to be responsible. Make sure that the underclassmen don't do anything stupid. And I had that target pain in the back of my head. It was like Mm -hmm. campus Mm -hmm. security knew where I was. Ottawa County PD knew who I was. (laughs) So I couldn't do anything wrong. So like from that point on, I was like, okay. So you just felt the weight of the responsibility. I I was like, I guess I got to grow up. Mm -hmm. And then it just like just seen from a distance reading the paper, I'm live, whatever. Like just the kids like, oh, he ran great. He ran good. And just the coach's comments just infuriated me. DC.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And it's like, where's the publicity? Like, nobody wants to cover this. Like, it just dwindled down and it frustrated me. And that's just kind of like, I pushed it. And it was just like, I don't know. I just stepped, I hate to say it, it sounds lame, but I just stepped into it. And it was like, okay, we got to this program. Here's um, how we're doing it. Here's how we're doing it. And Marty, the athletic director, Marty McDermott, he is just like full buy in, like, the biggest thing I get excited though really quickly mm-hmm. and I'm like, wanna go, 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 go. And he's like, You need to slow down. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta slow down a little bit. There's dollars here. We gotta slow down. And I'm mm-hmm. like, okay. But yeah.
0: No, that's awesome, man. Joe, you got anything? No, this is this is sports, man. I'm out of my element.
1: <laughs> yeah, it kinda is. I
0: guess, okay. Runners. I'm gonna I'm gonna play to your nerd side. Yeah. What kind of like analysis are you even able to do? Like, how do you start to quantify some of these things? I'm, I'm an electrical engineer, so I get like numbers always. So like for me, um, so we have this app,
2: so I'm, I'm pretty app based. Um, it's called final surge. It's pretty, It's popular on a lot of like running coaches, but it gives like biomechanics if your kid has a smartwatch. So most of my kids have smartwatches. The ones that don't, we do it the old school way. We're like, well, I'll drill down during, um, their workouts and stuff, but like I can see heart rate. I can see peak points. I can see um like fatigue level. I can see drops in like stride length.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And it's like looking at okay, like what happened in mile seven of Kyler's long run where his heart rate spiked to 190 and his stride length shortened super high for the next two miles.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And so then like I come back to that, I high at that point in final surge and I grab him at practice. I was like, hey, What happened here? He goes, hey, I had this, boom, 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 boom. And I was like, okay, let's test it in practice, like Mm -hmm. one-on-one. Let's see, let's get you on the track. Let's pace you out. Let's get you that, like, let's break down your interval volume. So, like, say seven miles, you know, however many thousands of meters. But, like, we'll do that volume on the track. And I'll see what that point looks like on the track. I'm like, okay, so he fatigues. That's his fatigue point. Mm -hmm. And then it's, like, breaking my workouts down to pushing beyond that fatigue Mm -hmm. point. So, like, I have a girl on the team she will run a 5K, pass out. Oh, wow. Run a hard workout, pass out. And it was like, for the longest time, I was like, why? Mm-hmm. And we figured out her heart rate would spike. And when then she just would stop. Dro- well, like within like the last 100 to 200 meters of workout. Okay. It would just spike and then drop straight off and she'd pass out and be like, mm-hmm. okay. And then like docs, you know, docs are all checking her out and saying, she's good. She's good. It's just how her body reacts. So it's Like pushing her to that fatigue point, I mean, she's you know three and a half minutes faster than she was at the beginning of the season, mm-hmm. and just because we started at that point, we'll push a little bit more, push a little bit more, push a little bit more. So, I volume analysis of where the kids are at, volume wise, beat analysis. Um, every that just implemented this year, we'll use Peak Performance Center, which is now going to be Trinity Elite Performance, which is attached to the hockey arena up in Muskegon. Um, uh, we do power metrics jump metrics strength metrics we hop on what's called a woodway treadmill Mm -hmm. we strap them up to a harness Mm -hmm. and they do full out lactic threshold testing until they like their legs just drop off and they fall (laughs) and then we catch them of course we don't (laughs) let them fall to the ground but it's getting those baselines and that lets us know where we're at and we'll do it again before indoor season again before outdoor season Mm -hmm. and it's just testing over and over and over again so cool yeah Oh, it's awesome yeah you get i have documents and documents in excel of just numbers that if somebody looked at they'd be like what the heck is this <laughs> and i had to explain it and they'd still be like what the heck but they might have a little bit of understanding they just know you're crazy at that point yeah yeah it's, I kind, get that it's kind of that mad scientist where i get in my zone and i'm just, like, mm-hmm. yeah. just going joe just got really joe just
1: got a chubby. Yeah, and you talk about Excel like oh, that, so oh yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, I think yeah. it's an electrical engineer more excited than squiggly lines on a screen. So oh yeah, <laughs> and you put numbers with it, and it's perfect. 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 It's like a it's symphony.
1: That's amazing. Yeah. So I, I have a question. So I part. This isn't intended, but it's the direction I'm going now. So yeah. I'm a fat piece of shit, and <laughs> if I'm so one of the things that I noticed, um, kind of in my fitness journey, if you will. So two, I want to say it was two winters ago, not last winter, the winter before I did baseball workouts exclusively. So I would lift weights. I do, I'd go to the cage once a week. I'd throw once a week and it was either lifting, hitting, throwing, um, but no like conditioning, like Mm -hmm. not really running that much. And I put on about Put on weight because it didn't really happen all at once. It just kind of creeped up, and yeah. all of a sudden I'm about a buck eighty-five. And I've never weighed that much. Yeah, I've always been comes, skinny comes quick, man. Yeah. Skinny five foot eleven Pollock guy that the just, beer leagues out there, yes, man. The, the, beer, beer the beer helped out a lot with that yeah, too. Yeah. So um, so la- that season playing baseball played once or twice a week for about five, six months. And towards the end of that, my body was done. Just toasted. just from playing baseball, yep. like baseball is not the most labor intensive sport out there. I'm I'm playing shortstop. I'm like running out ground balls and I I hit like I don't know four thirty or something like that. Which it's beer league, but that's still not still, bad. That's yeah, pretty good. Yeah. Um. But then like I I I partially tore my labrum in my throwing shoulder, so I moved from short to second to make the throw shorter. And, uh, I banged up my knee, had a lot of te- like tendonitis or something like that inflammation. And it was just the, I ended the season just being so frustrated that I was, that I was playing through this pain yeah. and dinged up. And, and I was just like, I'm done. I'm hanging, I'm hanging it up. I'm too old for this shit. So that winter, all I did was I played racquetball and basketball three times a week, like very consistently throughout yeah. the winter. And without like really focusing on diet or anything like that, I dropped about 20, 25 pounds. And felt a lot better. The inflammation in my knee went away. The, the shoulder stuff. I played softball all summer. No shoulder issues. Started yeah. playing baseball again in August and September. No shoulder issues. Um, but the one thing I noticed is that anytime I did anything cardio intensive, my heart rate would go nuts. Like we're yeah. talking in like the 210 to 220 range. That's not good, man. Not good at all. No. And my wife's going to nursing school. She's like, you're in AFib right now. You're yes. going to die. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> you need to get this under control. RIP. So, Life insurance policy. Right. <laughs> yes. Yes. We have that, thankfully. Uh, this episode is sponsored by the Acosta Insurance Agency. <laughs> um, friend of the show. But Yeah, for sure. Um. So, my question to you is, I started a workout regimen about three weeks ago. Okay. Where... My morning routine now consists of me getting up and going and riding the bike in the basement for 30 minutes yep. and keeping my heart rate in between 140 to 160. Yeah. Is that a good place to start? Or what would you... Because that's what Chloe recommended to me. And, yeah. I, and she knows a lot about the heart and health yeah. and stuff, but she's not an exercise science person at all. So what would you recommend for me to build up that endurance um to get to a point... I, I'm not trying to run... You know, yeah, I'd like to yeah, be able to yeah. run a respectable 5k, but yeah. that's about it.
2: Yeah. So you want to be able to determine like, like if you're biking 130, 140, I'm going to go in running terms because it, it correlates pretty well. Um, running or biking to running. Biking helps running, but running does not help biking. Okay. It just destroys the quads. And okay. That's why bikers are massive quads and they're good runners. Okay. Not vice versa. Um, so, like, you want to find, like, okay, you go out for a three-mile jaunt and your heart rate stays 150. Go do it again. Okay. Go do it again. Go do, do, do it again. Next thing you know, you realize, oh, my abscism, my heart rate's at 120. Do you got to build a base, cardiovascular base. That's like the preseason. So, if, if I look at a preseason athlete, I'm giving them workouts to do all summer. Not a lot of those are going to be high intensity at all. That's going to be building up a base. That's why you have cardiovascular strength. Because okay. if you don't have cardiovascular strength, you could, you're trash. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why I like tell a lot of high school sprinters come in. They're like, I just want to do sprint workouts. But then they try and do, and they try and go into a meet and they got to do prelims, semis, mm-hmm. finals, and two days in a row. Oh, and they're completely gassed. They're toasted. They were on a slow final for the one or the two and they're done because mm-hmm. they don't have nothing. So that's kind of like what I look at. So starting with you, like I would build a base plan. So my typical is three, four, three, four. So when I'm starting off like a new runner who maybe because I got kids who ask like hey can I come run? Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna tell them no really. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll give them a shot. Yeah sure. But so we start them off. My thing is three on Monday, four on Wednesday, three on Friday, four on month or four on Sunday. Okay. And that's how I start the base. I say and I always check in how to, how to go, how do you feel miles right? Yeah, yeah okay. miles miles target miles. How to go? I go four from that, and if I mean if they're even more base, like I've never I haven't touched below that really ever. Um Same thing. It's that same thing. It's repetitive. It's trying to establish that baseline cardiovascular number of like okay, okay, my heart rate starting to drop, my lungs are getting shape, I'm getting more blood to my muscles, it's pumping easier, my breathing is under control. And okay, then we start to pick it up, and but we still keep that three four three four. But we say okay, do it. Do, little, it faster. do a little faster. Okay. Your yeah. mile pace was 10 minutes. Try 9 30. Mm-hmm. Let's try nine flat. And it's like, then it becomes easier. And But then we go back and then we increase that. Mm-hmm. And then we go four, three, four, seven. Okay. Then we increase and we give you a little bit longer run on Sunday. This is talking distance, kids wise. So, okay. But I mean, you still, you still follow the same thing. But it's, again, it's, a, it's increasing that cardiovascular strength to the point where you can do those runs and you're like, oh, shit, I'm good. Mm hmm. I'm good. And then you started doing a faster, faster. And then we incorporate some speed workouts in there and then you get some strength worked out. Mm-hmm. But to go back on that whole point of like you, you're one dimensional baseball. For sure. That was it. One dimensional. Yeah. And as soon as you incorporated two sports on a consistent, more consistent basis, mm-hmm. but doing those back to back like that, you lost weight. Two very cardio centric sports, but yes. two, you went to two different dimensions of activity. Correct. Basketball, running, shooting, arms, different mm-hmm. quadricep muscles, racquetball, more agility, side-to-side yep. movements, Laterals, more, more hip yeah. that's going to target your mid-waistline. Yep. So you just became more dimensional by switching sports. Okay. So I, I mean, if one thing I can say to like guys who just do one-dimensional, add something in. man. I mean, running is great. Running mm-hmm. is always awesome. But I mean, if you got shit knees, go bike. How mm-hmm. about a bike? Play baseball and go ride a bike. Like, hop on Echelon or Peloton or whatever you got, local gym, Airwind, Schwinn, who cares? (laughs) Throw it in there for like 30, 40 minutes. Like, after you're done with baseball, if you got the time or every other day that you're not doing one dimensional sport, add it in Mm -hmm. and then start building on the platform. And that's the easiest way for like beer leg guys to get in shape. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're like, oh shit, I'm fat. Yeah. Damn it. Um, Super easy way to get there's nothing
1: more frustrating than being hurt and fat at the same time.
2: Yeah, it's not fun. It's gonna go cry in a corner.
1: Yeah, it's like I'm twenty. I I think at the time I was twenty seven years old. I'm like I'm too young to be feeling like this, and I'm playing baseball. Yeah, it shouldn't. It should not be like this. Oh, my knees and my hips feel like trash every day. (laughs) I go
2: around an hour, an hour and a half on the girls' Mm -hmm. team. I can't keep up with the guys. I'm too old for that. (laughs) And I get home and I'm just like, uh, I just do it Uh like
0: there's just that button in my brain that shuts off and I just don't feel anything when mm-hmm, I go out mm-hmm. and it's just it's always been there. It's crazy how much that cardiovascular base actually matters though. No. Oh, uh, yeah. In high school, I was a swimmer. Yeah. And a uh, girl I was dating senior year. She's like, Hey, uh, you should come run with us. We're doing a half marathon. I'm like, sure. Why not? I'm like, uh, when I signed up, my teacher who is head of the girls cross country team says, do you know how long a half marathon is? I'm like, No idea. <laughs> I did one seven-mile training run, yeah. and then at that point, my only goal was, okay, I need to beat at least most of the girls' team. I beat like 90% of the girls' team just on cardiovascular from swimming. Yeah. Like, not running. Yeah. And it's it's crazy how that works.
2: I mean, you can get that way with um, Olympic lifting, too. Mm. Like, clean snatches. It's that triple core extension, but it's like cardiovascular lifting like it exhausts you more like than crossfit like,
1: types yeah you're a big crossfit guy not anymore you, were, you not were
2: anymore no i'm strictly olympic for a purpose now okay. like nothing against it like it's still like people do it i if you can get out and go do something in the morning props mm-hmm. that's all i care about no. yeah mm-hmm. i've come to that point where like i don't care what you do zumba great yeah. go to it you're you're jacked and ripped with some zumba mm-hmm. show me yeah. I want to we'll, know we'll jazzercise. Yeah, man. I don't care. <laughs> Heck yeah,
1: man. Have you ever played racquetball?
2: That's intense. I love it, man. You get destroyed.
1: Oh yeah. It's oh, yeah. so much fun. I, that's my favorite thing because I have, um, I, cause I have a membership of the Y. I can go yeah. play up there all the time and I've played in leagues and stuff. Actually league starts on Tuesday. So excited about that. There you go. But I also have a, a connection at grace, uh, Christian university right down the road from here. Oh yeah. Um, I played. Bas- shout, out, shout out to Jerry Vanderweg. Yeah. Shout out to the cross country team. Thanks, Jerry. All right. Thanks for fa- thanks for the victories this season, that you that you got against them. Yeah, and he, he's, 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 he's he's a good he's a good guy.
2: He's a good guy. Yeah. He just understands.
1: Yeah. So I play basketball Mondays and Fridays with the um. I think he's the former president of the university. His name's Jim. But then he he and Jeremy Clark they. I'll go play racquetball with them at six o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And it's just such a good way. I, I feel so focused and alert after getting a workout like that in, in the morning. It's amazing. Yeah. So, um, now let me ask you this. H- have you ever run a marathon before? Yeah. What was your time?
2: Two twenty nine. Get out of here. Two hours, 29 minutes.
1: Get out of here. Yeah. How
2: long ago was that? 2014. That's really good. Yeah haven't touched it since
1: <laughs> yeah it's like that's not gonna be replicated yeah, I was like no i was like i'm done i'm old so you just
2: did one one and done one and done okay. did one one full one half um i've done like a 40 miler one time okay that like was ultra painful. yeah pretty close it was painful mm. it hurt i didn't train well didn't go well
1: Yeah, my, I got to give a shout out to my little sister because she ran her second marathon on Saturday here in town. Grand Rapids. Yep. Her first one. So she ran four years of track and cross country at Spring Arbor Arbor, and, um, did really well there. Uh, was never, I can't remember if she did more distance or I think she ran the 800 relay and maybe a 400 or something like that. She was a midi, I think. Um, yeah. But she ran her first marathon last year and had a 3.35 time, I want to say. Yeah. And her goal is to qualify for Boston for this one. Yeah. For, and for women, it's 3.30. Oh. Uh, she got 3.15. Oh, nice. Yeah. Smoked it. Yeah. yeah crushed yeah, it. good. So, um, so yeah, shout awesome. out to her. It was pretty cool. That's good. And uh, I used to be faster than her. No, and I might... No. And maybe a few years ago, I could still beat her in a sprint, but... <laughs> Not, to, now you're gonna vomit your brains yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. To be or pull pull a quad, yeah. trying to sprint. So rip that hammy. Yeah. No, I
2: just, yeah, that just coaching there is such a great. I keep, I keep, I can't keep bringing it up. Like it's so hard. Like we had our invite this weekend. We had almost just shy of six thousand people on campus.
1: Oh, that's amazing.
2: Yeah, we had two high school county meets, middle school county meet, and then two elite college meets okay like 23 college teams there on campus
1: that's sweet man
2: yeah it was awesome we had drone footage it was just we're just trying to make it as big as possible so everybody like yeah we got this shit that's awesome yeah
1: so um do a lot of your kids go on and go to four-year schools afterwards yeah quite a few of them
2: do over the years like um aq go grand valley michigan state a lot of the kids um this year so i have just a few sophomores because we such a small team last year um big i mean pretty much everybody's a freshman Mm -hmm. um a lot of interest is going towards looking at like msu um, olivet ferris central davenport and grand valley transfers but then to go run there as well too so that's a good that's a good like feeling like okay They've gotten acknowledged by the coaches there. The coaches have reached out to me, and they're going to go continue on. Mm-hmm. That's like a success for me. Like, JUCO is the perfect storm mm-hmm. um, for college sports because, it's like, a I can take that kid who eh, maybe not wasn't ready, mm-hmm. maybe either grades wise, maturity wise, or financial wise, get them to that point where they're academically, athletically sound student athletes that go on and just kill it but it also pains me to see him go.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Like, that's, the, that's tough. That's the burn. That like, you
1: can't keep him around for four years. Yeah,
2: it yep. really is. Like, I already know this group of, especially the, the Gales have bonded really, really well. Like, they were, the beginning of the year, they were so shy. Mm-hmm. Oddballs, all of them. Love them all. <laughs> but um, now they're just so strong. And then I already, like, they're already talking about what they want to do after they're done in Juco. And I'm like, no! Mm-hmm. Even mm-hmm. the guys... Like, Kyler's probably, he's got teams trying to scoop him up this year. And it's mm-hmm. because he just, I mean, we had our invite on Saturday. Okay. Grand Valley brought their B team of in-uniform guys. But then all of their super fast, unattached kids who are red shirts. Kyler finished fourth. Wow. Only three kids beat him.
1: Wow. That's awesome.
2: 166 kids.
1: What did he run? Is that the 24 or the something? 24.56. Okay. Yeah. Just, I mean, wow. just. Smashed it. His
2: previous best was twenty five fifty three. Before that, <laughs> to give you perspective, shaved <laughs> a whole minute. Yeah, fifty seven seconds. Man, just smashed it. I mean, he comes by me, and we have such a like. He's got such good buy in. Like, all I have to do is look at him, and he just knows he needs to go. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not. I don't even need to say words. And like, people are always like, "Why are you so quiet?" I'm like, "Cause he knows. Mm-hmm. He knows my community level of communication. He knows what my facial expressions mean." And he knows when I say, don't let this mf or make a move on you. You make your double move over him. Like, he'll just go. He doesn't let kids. If he's in a foot race, you're screwed. Mm -hmm. Good luck. Good luck taking him down. I love it. I do it in practice with him because I still have some speed. I have some short speed left. Mm -hmm. And he'll just like, we'll just go neck and neck and sprints (laughs) and like the end of a workout. And he'll just smoke me. That's
1: awesome. Pisses me off. (laughs) That's funny. What was your did you ever run a 40?
2: No 40 yard dash? No, no never, never ever did it. Well, oh, no, yeah. Unofficial. Okay. Unofficial we did do it. Um when I was at G V, it was like four five two. Beat me. Yeah. Four
1: six five was my yeah. best. No, I unofficial. wasn't I had
2: I didn't have that pop pop speed. Like give me give me two hundred plus meters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That was all the that's all we did in football training was oh, like yeah. forty yard and shuttle yeah. drills and stuff yeah. like that. That's and, typical. Yeah. So I could get off the line pretty quickly, but after, after about 40 yards, it's Some, something is going so different
2: in football these days. Cause I remember when I was at white, we had kids like Ryan Van Bergen, who went and played at Michigan, got drafted by the Tennessee Titans played like maybe a year there. Now he owns a big gym. Um, but they, they had that, like at one stud mm-hmm. and like the team would go four and six mm-hmm. or five and five. Now my high school is seven and zero undefe- and or eight and zero seven and eight and zero undefeated. Wow! And the lowest points scored that they scored this year was forty eight. <laughs> wow! They Dang. scored They scored one game. It was like sixty nine. Mm-hmm. Mike? Where was this one? I was like, what? sports has changed so much. It's they have. just mm-hmm. so crazy.
1: I'll say this: there's an interesting correlation between economics and High school sports. Yeah. And bear with me on this because this is an interesting, um, correlation that I've just personally noticed in my small sphere of teams that I've followed or played for. So my high school, they went to the state finals. They, they were really good at football in the late nineties, early two thousands. I think they went to the state finals a couple times. Deep multiple deep playoff runs all through the two thousands were very competitive. Yeah. The teams in conference they they would pretty much eschew in to win their conference every year. But back in two thousand and six, two thousand seven, there's a huge factory in Gaylord called George Georgia Pacific, and it and it was it was the number one employer in in Gaylord. Gaylord, yeah. And they they moved operations to Mexico. We've you've seen this movie yeah. before. Yep. And um, all of a sudden. School enrollments dropped, um, especially at the Catholic school where you had to pay to go. Yeah. And by 2008, there was still remnants of the good teams left. 2008, they, I think they missed the playoffs in 2008, which for the first time in like 20 years. Yeah. And then 2009, 2007, they missed. 2008, 2009, they made it. I was part of the 09 team. And then 2010, my senior year, we went 0 and 8. And it was the start of a complete rebuild. Yeah, and for I think for recession in '08, exactly, yeah. exactly. And so there's like a ripple effect of that. Mm-hmm. But then you also see like there are, there are other schools that are winning in those in those times, and it even has more of an impact on women's sports too, because um, you know going to a Catholic school, you didn't see this as much, but there were high schools that like like high school basketball team and their, their, stud point guard isn't out there. And they're like, what the, what the heck's going on? They just found out she's pregnant. Like, yeah. so like that's, that's like very, a very real thing oh, that, yeah. that happens. Sure. But,
2: um, trust me, I, we have this talk all the time at college.
1: hmm. Yeah. Sure you do. hmm. Don't get pregnant. <laughs> yep. I'll screw it up. Come on. <laughs> yep. Um, but anyway, I just thought, I, I feel like somebody a lot smarter than me could do a deep dive into, the because it's it's all cyclical right yeah mm-hmm. and now the economy up in gaylor is actually really really good and yeah. Same areas is you know they're playing eight man football not necessarily because they have to because there's not a there there's not another school north of mount pleasant that's playing 11 there's probably four and if they wanted those at least two hour drives to those games yeah you know that's tough so Went into like busing shortage. People don't want
2: to bus. The cost. Pay to play is super massive right now. What
1: is that? I, so that got implemented as I was out the door and I went to a Catholic school. So
2: basically I, we like, we all paid to play Oh, anyway, if you so. want to do one sport, it's $50. If you want to do two sports, it's $80. If you want to do three sports, it's like 110 bucks. And it, it's gone up. Which, and I don't, I think that money goes, supposed to go into athletics. But who knows? But realistically, like, I mean, I would love for somebody to come along and just give a massive donation and just get rid of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I understand the need for it because, you know, school budgets got destroyed, like, mm-hmm. 809, the recession got destroyed. 2020, school budgets got evaporated, but then they got kicked back with all the ESSER funds from government, but still, like, those have to be dedicated to certain things, so it makes it more difficult, but still, like, you know, you, you still get, like, ebbs and flows of, like, oh, this team just won three state championships mm-hmm. and now they don't have a team anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just, it's just, it just, it's crazy. Like, one moment you see them in the headlines, and next thing you know, it's like, have the team. Oh, they didn't have enough people to start a team. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Like, you look at these Juco schools, like, we have 18. Some of these teams only have three kids. Yeah. They can't feel the full team legally guideline to five to score. <laughs> But, like, they'll field it just mm-hmm. so they have the sport marked. For sure. But mm-hmm. it's, like, to drum it to drum it up, it makes it super difficult. Because, it's again, it's, like, the whole atmosphere is who wants to go to a JUCO school? Like, oh, you're going to Grand Rapids community. Grand Rapids community? The girls team there is ranked, like, third, fourth in the country.
1: That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty good. Well, and just... If if there's anybody listening to this that either they're in high school or you have a kid in high school, you need to think long and hard about the 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 financial burden that is going to be placed on your on your child if you send them to a four year university. Yeah, because. I'm not going to sit here and do the math right now. And our Lord and Savior, Joseph Biden, is going to forgive all of these student loans, allegedly. <laughs> but you have to understand the type of debt that student loans are. Yeah, and yeah. it's it's in my opinion, it's worse than credit card debt because you can't declare bankruptcy to get out of bad student loan debt. No, you can't. And, it's just stuck there. And you can also yep. make an argument, and I'm not saying this, but you can make an argument that There are in 2008, 2009 housing collapse happened and you have to, if you look at that through the lens of an economic perspective, it's a very confusing thing to understand. If you look at it from a criminal standpoint, it's very simple to understand what happened. So, but I could make a pretty solid case that. The predatory lending practices that took place in, you know, the 2000s that caused the housing collapse that the Dodd-Frank Act in 2010 came out to prevent, um, those lending practices are taking place in college campuses today.
2: Oh, for sure. So... They're all over. There's apps all over. Like, you go in the App Store, there's mm-hmm. apps. Oh, we'll give you money as a college student. You can sign up for it.
1: hmm It's free mm-hmm. money. And then they, you they, go piss it away. And then you've got to... Th- uh, Thirty percent, like Mm -hmm. Like yeah, hard money. I I look at a lot of credit reports, and you know, all of these small little student loans add up over time and accrue interest. And I and and another thing too is a lot of times colleges, you know, the the act the the advisors, quote unquote, yeah, they're they're selling a false bill of goods a lot of time too, as far as career paths. And yeah, so
0: and you can speak to this yeah, personally, okay. resident so. recent graduate of college that has dealt with more recent stuff than anyone else in the room. Yeah, oh yeah, uh, I'm. I have questioned multiple times the the ROI of an engineering degree. <laughs> so if you are going to college, really consider what you are doing. Uh, number one thing: don't transfer. It's going to sound good, just just don't do it with junior colleges that it gets easier and that becomes worth it because of the cost uh, cost benefits of doing that. But if you are transferring between two four-year degree schools... Oh, it's a nightmare. Schools, just don't do it. I turned a four-year degree into a six-year degree. It, it is not worth it.
2: <laughs> yeah. No,
0: like... And this is what I tell, like, all these kids,
2: like, pretty heavily in Miskeen County, we have West Michigan Conference, which is now... Go, treasures all the way up to Manistee. Like, there's the lakes and the rivers. They split it up. But like I tell these kids I'm like if you're from Muskegon County we have we have what we call the Muskegon Promise. Mm-hmm.
1: They have can, that here too.
2: You can go to MCC for
1: free.
3: Mhm.
1: Um my, like yeah. Yeah. And then the the two um so that's 2 years of school and what is what's tuition at Grand Valley? 20 grand a year?
0: Um probably about now. I th- I think it was yeah, i don't I don't even know, so I just, if I just goal, tried not to think about it, if honestly. your goal is
1: to get a degree, if if the goal is to get a degree to get a job to provide income for you, yeah, and you need to pay to do that. nobody, no employer, no employer is going to look at a resume and say, oh, they went to Grand Valley. they went to grCC for two years and then they transferred to Grand Valley and graduated with an engineering degree. No no employer in their right mind is going to judge you based on that. They're they might gonna, even think you're they, smarter. Exactly. They're, they're, they're going to go, oh, he has an engineering degree. Right. We're gonna really guy going to put this guy in accounting that. and yeah. he's going to balance our budget <laughs> because he was fiscally responsible for choosing the path that he did. Yeah. Well, I
2: mean, you figure in-county tuition at CC, 6000 mm-hmm. a year. For sure. Man. Out, out of county,
3: nine.
2: Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, nine for a year compared to what is it 16 huh.
0: grand valley i don't even know what it is right. i think i think it's closer to 20 now
2: yeah that's
0: just i mean and then i so i started out at michigan tech and michigan tech was 23 oh, yeah. at the time in state and then i transferred to grand valley which was 17 when i first got there yeah and i think it's up to like 20 now yeah so
2: and, and i mean like thing is like they make it so easy for you to walk out of CC's debt-free. Mm-hmm. They have yeah. the Pell Grant. They and, have all these other grants you go on. And the biggest thing is like, I if I recruit these kids that are on the Muskegon Promise, that does not go against my scholarship. Mm-hmm. And so then I have... You're shooting fish in a barrel. Oh, I, I have this massive stu- this tuition reduction budget. Like yeah. this massive scholarship dump. I can just be like, oh, you want to come here? You ran what? Yeah. pay for your college. We'll figure out the housing, and the food later. I can find, Mm -hmm. I can find renters and I know realtors who have rental properties who let you live there dirt cheap and Mm -hmm. then you just got to bug mom and dad for some meal money.
3: Mm -hmm. Like
2: it's not that hard to do when you're walking out of there with no financial responsibility. The three things I look at academics, athletics, finances, when when you, when you're looking at a college, like, okay, academics comes first. So they have my academics, check athletics, check my kids. I do not want them to worry about anything financial-wise wow. when they're under my tutelage or whatever you want to call it. Shoes, we take care of it. Mm-hmm. Spikes, we take care of it. All the gear. We're the only JUCO teams that will take care of in the Midwest that will take care of all of that That's without awesome. having any nice. cost to a student's pocket. And that just comes from me being at a 4 university where it was given to us. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't have to ask. I thought I had to buy my stuff when I went to Grand Valley. No, they just gave it to us. Mm-hmm. That should be the same case. You go to... GRC, CC, GRCC, Oakland, Lansing, all those JUCO schools. This should just be in the budget. Like mm-hmm. it should just be worked in like eighties admins. They should understand, okay, that's an expense. We need to find a way to curate to that. Doesn't, and it helps that like we fundraise mm-hmm. that invite we have.
1: Made a lot Fun. of money from that. Yeah.
2: But I think I give it right back. It mm-hmm. goes right back into like, I get paid decent mm-hmm. for JUCO almost every dollar goes back hmm. to the kids into the budget. And my wife knows that <laughs> it bugs Laura, the heck yeah. out of Laura. Love you, Laura.
0: Um, but it, so it, it goes right back just I, to, just to give you the plug, uh, anywhere that people can donate for fundraising for, uh, for this program.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So we have, we have like a Jayhawk fundraiser. Um, I don't know if it's on the website, but I can throw it up. On, I can have Colleen throw it up on the webpage. Um, mm-hmm. But and shoot uh, us a link and we'll put it in the description. Yeah. 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 And I mean you get gear back and you get sponsorship banners mm-hmm. that are invite and everything. I mean, again, like six thousand people there on campus. Yeah. Coming through starting at eight a.m. in the morning, going to five PM at night. I mean, that's a lot of people coming through. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got people I mean, yeah. It just one of those things like, you know, if you donate fifty bucks, I'm going to get you a t-shirt or something. We're going to get you. We're, we're sponsored by BSN through Nike.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so you're going to get something. You're going to get some swag bag. I was nice. looking
1: for a hoodie at least or something. Uh, but. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. Greedy over here. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. We'll see. We'll see. I I'll send something down. I'll send a care package, <laughs> but no, like, yeah, it's just something like I'm truly passionate about. My father-in-law keeps saying, Oh, he, don't worry, it won't be long now. The D ones, D twos will start calling. I'm like, yeah, I think we're a little way off there. I want to yeah. see this one through for a little while.
1: Well, that that was going to be my kind of my wrap up question was, you know, what's your kind of what's your vision for the program next three to five years, and do you yeah. see taking over a bigger program? At some has that kind of like sparked uh, interest, like, hey, i you know this is good and I like it and I'm happy where I'm at now, but you know, five, 10, 15 years down yeah. the road. So I want yeah. the
2: biggest thing I want to see through. Um, and it's something that Marty and I share. It's a vision. We want our own stadium. Okay. Yeah. We, nice. we want it. We want to have four year track and we want to have a field that soccer can play on. We want to have bleachers. We want to be able to host like it is. I mean, my, I would love to see it in the next five years.
1: Where, so where do you guys meet at a local high school then?
2: Right now. So we, um, we donate to OV Orchard View. Okay. High school, which is like right across, like golf, our golf course is right there. And then you go right through the woods and it's right there. Um, and so we practice right there. It's probably like a quarter mile. Okay. More. I make the basically like we go over there and track workout. That's their warm up jog. And mm-hmm. then they'll finish on the track and they do their drills and everything there. So that's kind of where we go now. Um, but I would, I would love to see that through before I move on to do anything. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we have wheels, wheels, and gears are starting to. Come together and ideas are flowing. So, um, you know, everybody's always, Marty, when he hired me, he was like, Oh, well, it's a good stepping stone for you to get going. And I'm like, Again, but it comes to that perfect storm. Mm-hmm. Like, I love it because it's just like I could take those kids that never had a shot mm-hmm. and give them that shot mm-hmm. and then they succeed. Um, this kid from Fruitport, I don't think he'd want me to name his name, but I'm, so I won't. Um, came in decent. He's okay. Like high fifty threes, kid. High twenty threes for two hundred, kid. You know, pretty. I hate to say it, but it was average. It was average coming in. Um, he's our school record holder for both the two and the four at CC. Runs fifty point and ninety eight nice. two. So, in the, from the time we took him from indoor season to there, he shed minute and a half, or second and a half, and then three and a half seconds. That's good on sprints. Wow. That's, that's a that, ton. That is, a, that is phenomenal on sprints because, again, it comes down to the same thing. Like I don't think anybody else... I like, love the kid to death, but don't know if he would have gotten the shot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now he's like... Now he's opportunity this year, if he runs a little bit faster, he can get a scholarship opportunity to go to Grand Valley mm. where he wants to go.
1: That's awesome, man.
2: And I have good connection with the coaches there, and so the name's dropped. Same with Olivet. Coaches want him. So he's getting recognized like, oh, we can give him money. Mm-hmm. He can come here. But two years ago... That wasn't on the table. Wasn't on the table. Mm-hmm. But now it's on the table. So it's like, gets that perfect storm. And like, I don't know if there's really anything around here.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Like, Grand Valley is so rooted. They've got their 26 plus year tradition with Jerry at the home. Um, I like where we're at with mm-hmm. our family. Yeah. And th- that's why I like... I always push the to there. I'm like, you can just make it full time. <laughs> I just say that all the time. He just looks at me like, keep trying. Yeah. But no, I mean, if
0: you're getting a stadium, you might as well get a full time job, out, job out of it too. Yeah.
2: No, I mean, I've got a, we're working. I have, I have a nice office and I'm in the old Bartel Road gym, which was built in 63. And then they're doing a new, basically took the old athletic training room, which was mm-hmm. downstairs in the dungeon and we're gutting it. And it's gonna become our bigger office. It's got like mm-hmm. sixteen foot big ceilings, walls nice. twenty feet, twenty feet by twenty, Are 20, 20 feet. Are you pulling
1: Mr. Maidens in for that project too? <laughs> Who? <laughs> your your father in law? No. No.
2: No. He's <laughs> giving me all the stuff for it because <laughs> he, he can get it all, he can get all of me for free. So uh, it's like I'm volunteering um mm-hmm. uh, my time to do it. So it doesn't cost the program or anything. But like we're just um yeah. We're just fully invested. And that's, that's the one thing. It's just that's awesome. Just diving in. Sometimes it gives Laura the, the stress because mm-hmm. it is, it is I me. Mean, it's a second full time job. It is. Well, and it's like, you got 40 kids.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: A lot to they're keep all up 18, with. 19 year olds, maybe one 20 year old, mm-hmm. maybe no, two kids that are 20. And it's like, they're just, they have a lot of needs. and But I, it's a balancing act. And sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, as a dad, you forget. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Laura reminds me, she's very good <laughs> at it, love yeah. her to death. Um, but I got my two at home and they love coming to practice. I was going to
1: ask you do they get pretty excited to come oh, to meets and yeah. stuff? Yeah,
2: they love coming to practice, they love running around and blitzing on the track. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we have our beautiful indoor facility. Um, has an indoor track in there and we've got high jump mats all set up. The kids go jump on them. They go crazy. Mm -hmm. They go raid my office for all this. (laughs) I keep snack boxes everywhere. So the kids raid the snack boxes. And I mean, yeah, we've got so much, so much to live for and so much to work for there. It's such a great opportunity.
1: No, that's awesome, man. Makes me want to go back to school. And then I think about how I don't like school and yeah. Yeah. Not, not, not right now, No, but I've always, I've always said this somewhat facetiously, but I still have my all my eligibility and stuff like that, and yeah. I could. So I've kicked around the idea if Tom Brady could play to forty five, <laughs> right? You can go to you can play in college at twenty six. Go e- back to GRCC and play. Shout, Juco out to, ball. shout out,
2: shout out to Eli Manning. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, yeah, that would be funny because I have played again. Let's because the summer leagues. I joke around a lot about yeah. the summer leagues being beer leagues, and there's an yeah. element of that but a good chunk of the guys that play in those leagues, um, there's one team in the league, six to seven guys, they're in their thirties and forties, but they played pro baseball. Yeah. And so they're not as fast as they used to be, but they're good. Yeah. Um, And then a, probably there's 12 teams. I would say there's probably 30 to 40 kids total That's a lot. that are either playing at Grand Valley, Calvin, hope the mix. Um, There's a good mix in there. So, there's a lot of has beens like me that are out there that used to be good and are just going back out. But then there's also like your 21, st- like one of the kids on our team, Sean Sean Hui from Hope. He was their he was their ace, and he would he would pitch for us and then he would play shortstop for us and hit nukes. Yeah, like just an um, incredible athlete. Yeah. So there's there's kids like that yeah. in the league too. So and I feel like I hang with them pretty good. So. That's good, man. Makes me think that I could go back and do it. Play
2: ju- go play JUCO ball. What? Play junior college ball, that's what I'm saying. I agree, yeah. You could, dude. You can go get a certificate for like, like, MCC. We have like certificates for like electrical engineering, Mm -hmm. like a two year cert. What is the
1: least amount of classes I could take to be eligible?
2: 12 credits, 12 credits. That's a lot. 12 12 credits, 12 credits is not a lot. 12, it's like three, it could be three classes a semester, okay,
1: with a full time job. That's a You're lot. talking to the
0: kid that was Dude. pulling like 90 hour ninety hundred 100 hour weeks yeah. in engineering.
1: Okay, I'm, I guess I'm not going to impress yeah. anybody here Dude, with you, a, you
0: can basically a have like all your classes online now if you okay. really want. Especially if them you be. do like a business degree, like, mm. like Oh, done. Yeah, if you if you do bi- Yeah, you, you 12 credits a, is nothing. You can get associates in business now, man.
3: Mm.
1: Could I get Dude, a like
0: you could you could like fall asleep and still pass 12 credits. Do they just, have
1: like feminist dance theory or something that I could take <laughs> that would Probably social,
2: social dance 101, yeah, baby. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, I could do that. T- take some uh, gen eds.
2: I took it 15 yeah. years ago, man. It's still there at the college. That <laughs> yeah, was my filler class. <laughs> oh, That's hilarious. Uh, Three hours long. No, that's, that's awesome. Cool. Yeah.
1: Well, anyway, can't thank you enough for coming no, on the thanks, show, man. Nick. Yeah. It's been a blast having you. Uh, for those of you still sticking with us, can't thank you enough for joining. Um, click that link in this description. Uh, drop a tax deductible don- donation to yeah, MCC. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, end of the year, get those uh, get those oh, yeah. donations done. Pay less to Uncle Sam. Pay more to Nick's boys and girls on the track team. Heck yeah, um, yeah. Can't thank you enough. Have a great day. Thank you.